0: there. I'm your host, Lisa LaCasse. Join me every week as I share the latest trends, tips, and tricks to avoid the deterioration and diseases of aging. Nothing gets easier with age, but there's so much we can do to keep it from getting harder. Let's have fun adding not just years to our life, but life to our years. Well, hello. Hello. Thank you for joining me today. And I think the number one takeaway I hope for you to get today is that it's not your fault. We're going to be talking about your emotions, your childhood, and how they pertain to your overall health. So let's dive right in. Uh, A lot of us are struggling with health issues and especially with weight gain and that extra weight gain that comes around menopause, it can be premenopausal, it can be postmenopausal, and definitely when you're in the thick of it, we're often wondering why the things that we have done before don't work like they used to, to maintain our weight and to keep things under control. And that has a lot to do with our hormones and our lifestyle, as much as it does to do with what we're eating and how much we're working out. But there's all kinds of underlying issues too. I want you to notice or think about when you binge eat or when you go off plan, so to speak. And you might notice that it's when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're angry or frustrated, when you're disappointed And these things all have deep roots. So let's go back to our childhoods. And let's start when we were babies. We would cry when we were hungry. And we would stop drinking our milk or whatever it was when we were satisfied. And somewhere along the line, all of that has changed. That's because we were conditioned in our childhood that You know, when we're happy, when we're celebrating something, whether it's a holiday, whatever it is, that we would have cake and we would have a big party with lots of food and all the things that we didn't get in our everyday life. So, of course, somewhere along the line, it was ingrained to us that when we're happy or we're celebrating, we need to eat. That's what we do now. We didn't do that when we were babies. It didn't matter if it was Christmas or a holiday. We didn't eat more. We just had our milk and we were satisfied. So that's pretty easy to understand how that connection has been made. But a lot of us have also learned in our childhood that maybe when we're feeling like we're not getting enough attention, we would eat for comfort. Our brains are wired to keep us really comfortable and when they couldn't get that external comfort maybe from our parents because they were working or maybe from our friends because they weren't allowed to play, we would start to fill our time with extra snacking and eating and it became a comfort to us that now as adults where we have access to all the foods, to the fast foods when we're driving our car, to the sugary snacks in the grocery store. It's a subconscious decision that we're able to make to pick up those extra things and go home and eat them. A lot of us eat when we're bored. And this is often while we're watching TV things where our hands aren't busy, our minds aren't totally preoccupied. You may have had one of those days where you got up maybe on a Saturday and went shopping. Uh, maybe it was at Christmas time for Christmas gifts. Let's use that as an example. And at some point you looked down at your watch and it was like two o'clock or three o'clock and you realized, oh my gosh, you hadn't eaten lunch yet. and you're okay. You you're not starving unless you're walking by the food court. You realize you don't even need to eat at a certain time and that's because your brain's been occupied and you're just focused on something besides food. This is kind of how our emotions and the things that we learn in childhood made us eat the way that we ate, and do the decisions. You may have had parents that were either really into fitness or that weren't. So if you had parents that were constantly at the gym or complaining about their looks, that put those subliminal ideas into your head that you need to be that way. I can recall my grandmother used to watch Jack Lelane, who he's the guy that had the the jumpsuits, the one piece jumpsuits, and I always thought it was the cutest thing, but I don't remember ever seeing my grandmother exercise. I can also remember in my teens that Richard Simmons was a big thing and his sweating to the oldies. And I often remember thinking That would be fun. That was an exercise to me that just looked fun. And he was crazy and he made it fun. But again, I never really saw my parents exercise. So I never had it built in that I needed to exercise. And in a way, I feel like that might be a blessing in disguise because I didn't become obsessed with exercise as an early age. I was involved in sports. I love sports. And so again, that was something that I did for fun, and I did not attach a negative feeling to it. Now, if you're in your, I guess, 40s, 50s, 60s, you probably remember doing the president's physical fitness tests when you were in high school. The worst one for me was when we had to do the 600-meter run. I wasn't a runner. So that was really difficult for me, and I know a lot of kids would actually play hooky that day or find some kind of illness that they popped up with so they couldn't take gym class that day. That was really stressful and painful on our bodies, and it did give a lot of people a bad taste about exercise or even gym class. There were other tests where we had to see how many sit-ups we could do in a minute Personally, that one didn't bother me. And then there was the chin-ups portion. And to this day, I cannot do one chin-up without a lift assist. But it didn't really bother me because none of the other girls could do them either. So we did at that point possibly get some kind of mental subconscious things put into our head about exercise. But I'm more concerned with what are the things about eating Everybody's got a different story. And to just make this a little clearer, I want to use my own life as an example. I grew up one of four girls. I had an excellent family. I'm very blessed. But we didn't have a lot of extra money. My mom stayed home and took care of us, which that was a wonderful thing. But we didn't like have steaks and lobster and all that kind of thing. And I can remember that one of the habits that I have developed is that I eat very fast, very fast. And I do believe that a lot of that came from when we wanted extras, we kind of had to clean our plate to get seconds. And I wanted to be sure that I got seconds. Once in a while, my dad would Fry French fries, homemade French fries. Oh my goodness, they were delightful. And we all wanted these fries. So the faster I ate, the quicker I could get a refill. And if I didn't eat fast enough, they would be gone. So I learned at an early age to eat very fast. I also learned scarcity. We didn't snack a lot, which I'm glad we didn't. But if I did not eat at mealtime and pretty much fill up. Then later on, there wasn't more to go back to on most days. Another thing is so many of us are taught, and I did this with my own children, about the clean plate club. Like you have to clean your plate. And when you clean your plate, you get recognition and mommy's like, yay, clean plate club. And now I realize that We don't have to clean our plates. I'm not saying be wasteful because you can always go back and you can have leftovers, which I have learned to love in my later life, but I did not like them as a child. We don't have to clean our plates. It's okay to leave a little left on our plates. But all these habits and all these messages that I received as a child were to eat fast and clean your plate and that sort of thing. And so it's no wonder that we feel guilty, especially maybe if we're at a restaurant and our plates three quarters clean, that we may as well just finish it because, gosh, we don't want waste. And we definitely, you know, it's not worth it maybe to take home a doggy bag with just a few bites in it, which is something that I personally have gotten over. I love those few bites later, it's almost like I'm still eating out. But those things have really shaped our eating patterns going forward. So now, when we experience different emotions, and as I had mentioned before, they're not all the positive emotions or all the negative emotions, they are any emotions, we already have a built in reaction to them. And more often than not, it involves Food. I just want to encourage you to be mindful as you go through your day today, tomorrow, the next day to notice when you're eating and to notice how you're eating because you'll probably find you have patterns of eating when you're bored or eating when you're stressed or eating when you're happy. And most of us don't think of the happy side. Most of us think of eating because we're depressed, but we eat really almost associated with any emotion. And once we're aware of that, it becomes easier to slow down. It becomes easier to control that and realize what we're actually doing. And notice that we're not even hungry at the time when we're eating as well as what we're eating. It's very normal for us to eat heavy carbs, not because we need them, but because, as I had mentioned earlier, we're looking to have comfort. And that's why they're called comfort foods. Those heavy things make us feel comforted. Nobody ever decided that they have something going wrong and they need some comfort, so they're going to have some celery or an apple. That's just not how it works. Our brains want those heavy carbs, and typically they come in the form of sugar or deep fried, battered, that kind of thing. And again, once you become more aware of these things, it becomes so much easier to make healthier choices. And a lot of times it's just a matter of having a pattern interrupt where when you feel these feelings, you substitute another behavior besides eating bad food choices. And those are things that definitely we cover in my coaching programs. And also that I will be elaborating on more specifically in the podcast as we go. But for now, I just wanted to let you know that it's not your fault that maybe you have this extra weight. It's not your fault that maybe you're diabetic or or that you have some kind of sickness that's food related and that it's all pretty much reversible there are obviously things that you may have going on with your health that are not but let's control the things that we can let's make our lives as healthy in the easiest ways possible and let's live the best we can now because It feels good and it looks good, and there's no reason not to once we're aware of those root problems. Hey there, as a listener of the show, I have something really exciting for you. Do you struggle with binge eating, maybe hiding your food? Can you not say no when somebody brings out a dessert? Do you have the munchies? Do you do the nighttime snacking? Do you think you might be an emotional eater? Well, there's just too much information out there. I'm forming a membership group where you'll get a clear path to deal with these issues. If you've been dieting for decades and you're still in a diet, then something's not quite right. If you need a clear path, with less confusing info and more direct info, if you need that clarity and that convenience, if you want that speed and that direction, and you need a community who can support you, not people who try a diet, lose weight, and that's the end of it, not those people who are able to control themselves around food, but people who are just like you, who you can talk to freely And open and not have to hide anything, and be yourself with a supportive community of other women just like you, then you might want to try out my membership. And not only that, we are having a founder's edition just releasing for the founding members who will get a very discounted price as well as help to form the program for future people that join. So if this sounds like something you might be interested in, send me a direct message on Instagram at Lisa LaCasse. I'm sorry, that's at Coach Lisa LaCasse. Or you can just leave a comment below or on my website. And again, that's at Coach Lisa LaCasse, C-O-A-C-H, L-I-S-A-L-A-C-A-S-S-E on Instagram and even on Facebook. And let's touch up because we're starting soon and enrollment's going to be open for a very short time. This is just going to be my founders. Hope to see you there. Now back to the podcast. Okay. And while we're on this topic, the one last thing I want to bring up, it's actually kind of funny to me now. But I'm going to guess if you were born in the 60s or 70s, especially maybe the 80s, that you probably remember the quote, no pain, no gain. And you know what, I should have looked this up previous to recording because I honestly don't even remember where that came from. And I mean, everybody knew that was a fact, especially when it came to exercise. No pain, no gain. And I'm going to tell you that welcome to 2023. We now know that that is not true. Exactly the opposite of that is true. So if you think that you need to exercise until it hurts to get results you are incorrect as a matter of fact when it hurts that's your body telling you that something is not right that you're hurting it so why would you continue to go on that way you can get plenty of gains without pain and the vice versa is not necessarily true when you're hurting yourself you're probably not going to get a gain And I also want to point out, this is true in most areas of life, but also with your nutrition. If you're starving yourself, if you're putting yourself on restrictions and your body feels weak and hungry and worn down, broken down, sick, tired, your body's telling you something. Your body's telling you this pain is not giving you a gain. This gain is holding you back and taking you backwards. So please, whatever you learned in your childhood, that's probably one of the things that you learned. Please forget that thing. And we're so fortunate to have so much good information, so much new scientific evidence. I mean, I'm teaching about hormones that we didn't even know existed until 1996. And they control our hunger and our appetite, how fascinating, we have so much more information now. And it's just incredible. And it's so exciting. And we can do so much more without any pain. Okay, that part was really important. Once again, I need to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here for joining me And if you feel so inclined, please subscribe to my channel and leave me a review. This is only episode three, and I'd really like to get the word out and grow and help as many women as possible. If you know someone that might benefit from these podcasts, please share. Thank you. I'll see you next week.